0: Welcome to the International Game Developers Association of the Twin Cities Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Ryan, and with me tonight is Tori. Hello. Uh, Jackie, welcome back.
1: Hi, great to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, welcome back, Jackie. It's been too
2: long.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been gone so long.
2: actually had someone on Skype ask when you're going to be back on the podcast, so I'm happy to say that she
0: is back on the podcast. Did they Hi. ask about me? Hey, Zach. But- and Zach. <laughs> yes? Hi, everybody. Welcome. What have you guys been up to? I'm, I, you know what? I'm, I know that I'm like a little bit slow today, but that's because like every night I've been up until two or three. Doing
3: what?
1: Yeah. What, yeah, have, what have you been, been doing? doing?
0: <laughs> Programming, actually. It's one of those things that you just get started and it's the, oh, one more thing. Let me just fix this. Well, now, and then you did it, and then you got to test it, and then you're like, oh, one more thing, and then it's three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just me? Nope. Okay, and then I get up and put the kids on the bus at 6.30, so it's good. All right, well, other than staying up super late programming, I it's been so long. I think I'll just leave it at that. What have you guys been up to? And gals. Gal. Well, I've um I've been doing this
2: kind of crazy combobulation of stuff. I was full time freelance up until last month when my old boss called me because they'd lost two employees so he wanted me to temp for a little bit. And so I've been doing that a little bit and then also started um just running some cameras for a little local station just for some some evening stuff just very, very infrequently. That's so twelve, right? Channel 12, yeah. So it's just like basically public access stuff.
0: Oh yeah, we used Um, to watch the news on that when we lived in Brooklyn Park. Oh cool, yeah.
2: So, it's a fun little gig. I'm learning a lot of stuff and that's that's pretty fun. Um, And then, just then the usual, oh, uh, still teaching audio for games again. Just gave the midterm today. That was fun. And, uh, oh, actually, finally had a student ace the test and that was awesome. I was so excited. The, uh, the trivia question was, which was the first uh, LucasArts game to use iMuse? And he got it. What? Any, anybody know? I
4: have what? no idea. I don't Monkey know it...
2: Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge. Did you let him use his phone during the test? <laughs> no, no. We, But we'd actually randomly talked about it. Oh. I mean, I, I talk about it in one of my presentations, but we'd randomly talked about it, like, the class prior, so it was fresh, fresh on the brain, but... Um yeah, it, he's really really good. Cool. And then just then the random uh random stuff.
0: Your uh old job doesn't have anything to do with audio, right?
2: No. So no.
0: so I mean just a personal question then like you went freelance doing the audio gig a bit. Is it nice to kind of take a break from that in a way and go back to just sort of something else?
2: It well, you know, I was actually doing a lot of audiobooks uh in the freelancing that had sort of almost become the well had become the biggest part other than just random video games and, uh, voice gigs. But, um, yeah, that got a bit old and it, it's kind of nice being in the team atmosphere again. Oh, okay. so that, that's kind of cool. And, you know, see some of the old folks and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to get away from my roots or anything like that. And cause it, it was, it was nice cause there's a built in time frame of how long it can last. So, um, Hopefully it's gonna be a get in, get out kind of a thing. Okay, when, yeah, I was just wondering. It,
1: when is it over?
2: Um basically someone's on sick leave and then um and then when someone else gets hired. So it was supposedly between one to three months and we'll see. I think I think he's trying to rope me in again, so I'm just trying to not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, do a bad job.
2: Yeah, I know, I know.
1: Sometimes you just have to
4: say no. <laughs> I know it's.
2: it's some, I'm so awful at that though. It's hard. It is hard. But um, yeah, you know, Jackie. What if you? You know, no. Let's do Jackie last because that's going to be like, like crazy. So, <laughs> Zach,
0: <laughs> Zach, you're going to be boring. So let's hear you first. All right. No.
2: <laughs> well, Zach, Zach, I know because I've seen. So that's um, true. But but Zach, what have you been up to?
3: I guess one of the good stories I can share: I had some sinus surgery that knocked me on my butt so much so they didn't play all the video games I had queued up, oh. and they watched every survival uh, show, every episode on Netflix.
0: <laughs> so anybody that needs to know the
3: good ones, you come see me.
0: I, sh- um, I shouldn't be alive.
3: And then and then when those ran out, I, I learned that there's <laughs> a reality show about the cops at the Mall of America
4: mm-hmm really? and, I had yeah. no idea. it's on netflix I no idea. Huh.
3: yeah one, one episode's a little bit too much <laughs> <laughs> um and then is it just so intense so intense that it's can't you kind of get too anxious yeah yeah the one i saw uh was the big christmas rush and they had uh, repeatedly told this guy not to dance <laughs> <laughs> and then some drunk peed himself and uh that was the climax of the whole episode
2: it was intense yeah
3: um and, uh, yeah, i just been getting up, back up to speed since then. Um, the, uh, the Oculus Rift uh, got delayed, so that'll be showing up here in March. I was really hoping that would show up in time for the game jam,
0: which we'll talk about later. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that thing, too. But Anyway, awesome.
1: So, your sinus surgery, like, everything's good, you're back to 100% and all that yeah. stuff.
3: More like 80%. I guess it's uh, a little bit slow for the final healing.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, it's good advice came from Zach at the game jam, and it was, don't go home. Just don't go home. <laughs> 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 Apparently the, the cold air messed with him a little bit. So,
4: Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: so he, he, he went home, ex- got the cold air, and then it flared him up a bit, I guess. He would have been better off just staying there jamming the whole time, he said. Yep. Yeah.
1: Lessons learned. Look at that. Don't go home.
2: So did did it kill your sense of smell for a while? I think it
3: probably did. I had so many other problems that I don't know if I'd notice. I could have been tooting that whole jam then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't you. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably for the best. He was sitting next to me the whole time. (laughs) Jackie's here. All right. (laughs) I don't know how to follow that up, really.
1: I mean, come on. Um, Gosh, uh, what have I been doing? Um, Well, I was working on this company for a little while, and now I'm working on moving to San Francisco. So that's what I'm up to right now.
2: Incorrect. Jackie is in <laughs> fact not moving to San Francisco, folks.
1: Yeah. So, um, wait,
2: Tori, just what cut I'm, it out. What I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it never happened.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> I know, but I, I've been thinking, this is a tough decision, but you know, my husband and I talked about it. And, um, we, what, what I'm trying to decide is if I want to keep working on this company and move it out there, or if I want to get like a job and, and work for a little while while, you know, moving out there. Either way, like, I think between my husband or I, one of us would find somebody to move us out there. But, like, um, so it's not so much that, but it's more like, like you were saying, where it, Tori, where it's, like, nice to work with a team again and stuff like that. Like, I'm kind of missing that right now, and I would really like to be on a team and work on something and not have to be... You know, trying to scrape together everything all the time um so i think I think that's what I'm thinking right now so i'm I'm looking at a couple different jobs and seeing what I get and see what happens so that's what that's the short of what I've been up to um
3: how'd you pick the city
1: um well, partly it's um the game industry is kind of concentrated in the bay area there so there's a lot of opportunities um for me and also um mike wants to work for like apple or google or whatever for a little while so that's um that's the other reason so we're looking at um you know probably not san francisco the city but probably like somewhere out around cupertino or mountain view or palo alto or whatever yeah, further south Maybe not Palo Alto. I don't think I can afford to live there, but, um, (laughs) yeah. So we're going to try that for a few years and see what happens.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: That's what we're up to.
0: So do you have family in Minnesota? Are you from Minnesota?
1: No, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. um, Southeastern Wisconsin. So my family lives there. Mike's family is from here, though. Okay. It's funny, every time I say that I'm tell people I'm moving, that's the first thing they always ask, like, where's your family? <laughs> Do you well, have family it's, on no.
0: there? <laughs> I mean from a personal <laughs> note, I mean I San Francisco would be where I'd probably move to. Um, but I've just got too many family connections in the family with my sons and stuff. I just can't couldn't right. imagine moving away. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean, I have a dog and a husband, so <laughs> yeah. that's we can pretty much go wherever, as long as they allow dogs. Th- <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on. I've um, been networking, and I I went to She's Geeky during the weekend of the Game Jam um, in San Francisco this year. So, um, that was really interesting. Uh, the The tech scene out there is so much different <laughs> than the tech oh, scene around here. How big was here. that conference? Um, This is just, you know, like, we have a She's Geeky here in the Twin Cities, and it's usually about 80 people, and it's two days, and there, it's, like, a couple hundred women, and Mm. it's three days, Hmm. so it's a lot bigger, considering, like, they put it together with, like, no budget, and they... um, don't advertise it very much it's amazing they get as many women as they do but it's like you couldn't like swing a dead cat without somebody like who meeting someone who like works at google or apple or microsoft or whatever like you name giant company like they work there so it was kind of kind of different from here here
0: <laughs> where do you work never heard of them <laughs> Well, for our
2: listeners, what is what is she's geeky?
1: Oh, she's geeky is a uh, unconference for tech women, and it was started in two thousand seven by Kalia Hamlin, and um, we've had three she's geekies here in the Twin Cities. Um, We started doing them in I want to say twenty ten. So yeah, that's basically what it is.
0: Do, do you know just as a, as a contrast? Do you know how many other ones there are across the the country,
1: of shoe geekies or?
0: Just yeah, I mean, yeah. If tech there's other ones like in no, not tech conferences. Well, I guess if you had any reference, I, it's sort of a leading question because I, it's it's my understanding, and maybe it's only because I live here, so the news comes my way more. But that we're sort of like in in the middle of the country, but we're one of the more like cities that has a tech industry that supports that kind of thing.
4: With-
1: yeah, I would say um, even although when you talk to people out there, like they don't know anything about what's going on here, but I mean the reality of the situation is, is like we have a lot of corporations in the Twin Cities, and so we can support a lot of I mean they have IT departments <laughs> and we have yeah. a lot of interactive. I, I think the majority of our tech is like focused around um, interactive stuff too. So we've got a lot of you know front end, back end web developers. We've got a lot of agencies that do work for all these corporations that are around here. Um, so it tends to be the kind of makeup of our, of our like tech, scene. It's it's yeah. just different. Um, but yeah, we definitely do. And and I did run into some women from Groupon, from Chicago, hmm. who. Are you know been talking to us about how they can bring She's Geeky to Chicago, and and Girls in Tech to Chicago? So, because Chicago doesn't have that, but we have it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I I think we've got a pretty pretty strong tech scene. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for it, and I don't think we're very vocal about it, but. Um, I think that's kind of a Minnesota thing, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too is like we've got this history of tech here because of like we had Cray and controlled Data and a lot of like kind of that mainframe stuff and you know 3M and like IBM in Rochester and I mean there's a lot of like old tech here um, mm-hmm. too. And I think that that yeah, like sure. but we're having the Grace Hopper conference this year in the Twin Cities, which is like the conference for women in computing. It's like the big, like super big national conference. Um, And that's going to be here in the Twin Cities um, in October. So that's pretty awesome.
0: That is cool. cool. (laughs) Totally don't mean to derail your conversation, but um, side story is my dad worked in at Control Data in South Dakota years and years ago back when they were just starting up and he worked at uh 101 hard drive was the address (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome or something like it might have been just one hard drive i don't know but it was hard drive i thought that was
1: that's (laughs) that's pretty that's awesome
0: um, old computers
1: did you
3: make it to the computer history museum when you're out near san francisco
1: Actually she's geeky was at the computer history museum. Cool. <laughs> did, did you get to go through the exhibits? Yeah, yeah, actually um I was there for another conference in October and I went through the exhibits and that's that's pretty amazing. Like the yeah, the computer history museum is a really cool. It's just it's really cool. It's absolutely to-
3: worth seeing, yeah.
1: Yeah, I totally uh I totally was just I don't know. It's something about, like, seeing, you know, kind of the his like, all the different exhibits and all the different examples of things. And, and, you know, a lot of that stuff, as it was being created, I was growing up. You know, I mean, some of it's, like, older than me, obviously. But, like, um, that, I think, was probably the biggest thing about it for me was just this kind of, like, oh, my God, this is my lifetime. Like, this is happening now. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm alive and that I think is probably the thing that struck me the most about it it's just that this is a, a very interesting time to be alive
0: oh yeah it's like when I was little thinking in awe that my parents didn't have tvs in their house and it's not my kids thinking that I didn't have facebook yeah in your hand yeah everywhere in you my went hand. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah just as another plug for the museum though like there's so much cool stuff in there that you can take non-computer people there and they'll still have a great time it's just amazing they've got mechanical computers from you know prior to electronics and um my favorite story uh they have a reassembled pdp1 and they're running a demo of uh, space war which they have to load which takes 10 minutes so they talk while that's happening (laughs) and halfway through the talk i realized the guy um the guy giving the presentation wrote it. Um and so I start kinda geeking out on him and <laughs> being all creepy and uh <laughs> and and say, hey, yeah, the GDC conference is this week and, and that's why I'm here and, and this is just amazing what you did here. And he's like, Yeah, the math's not very good. Not real happy with it. You know, it's just like this it was just this thing he did. It's not uh not his field of research, not something he's really uh putting words in his mouth, but not not necessarily really Proud of, or not a big big part of his life, not a big event, even though uh, you know
0: it has a place in history. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then when you you look up Steve Russell, you get Space War, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And the other good part of the story was it's on punch cards, and they got lost, but then they got recovered, you know, 30 years later in somebody's closet. So that they they were able to load the original code.
0: Data wants to be free, man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's so crazy.
3: Unless there's a house fire,
0: yeah. <laughs> it would have been a better story if they lost all the card reader, but not the cards.
1: <laughs> you know, um, the other thing, totally unrelated to Zach was but the other thing that made me super happy um, when I was there for IIW in October was that there was a Saab, like a, a like a Saab 9000, like so early 90s Saab with a with a license plate that said Unix and like that person has had that license plate for fucking ever, you know, they have, you know, and then, and then Isn't
0: that somebody with no balls. <laughs> and
1: so I, I, part of me wanted to like page that person to like shake their hand, but I, I didn't. And I probably should have, I didn't even take a picture of their car out of respect.
0: <laughs> There's gotta be like a, you could have command line telneted in or something. Yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. That's
2: I that's went over my head. Through it. Next to it.
1: No telnets anyways. They all SSH. Come on. Yeah
2: duh. Yeah. Wait. I did telnet a couple of times. But only what people told me to do. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, okay. So, Jackie, I know that you had like, you, and you sort of mentioned it. And if you don't want to talk about it, we'll just cut it out. But what were you? You said you were working on like a, on something. And then did you say you were not working on that anymore? Or,
1: um. Well, yeah, I can talk about it a little bit, and we don't have to cut it out. But, um. So, I was working on a game discovery and recommendation engine, kind of like, um, similar to that book match thing although I found out about the book match after I had this idea and I was talking about it with other people um, where you could do a, a very specific search like I'm looking for an RPG on these platforms that has a female protagonist that um, takes more than this time to play in this setting, um, so to, you know, really get a granular search and and find things that are of particular interest to you and then eventually turning that into a recommendation engine. So that was the idea. And um, I know that there's other people working on similar technology. Um, So what I had been doing, um, I actually had an investor that was interested in what I was up to and... um, I don't know. Like, part of it was I felt really kind of overwhelmed, like, starting a whole new company right away. And then I think the other part of it is I'd rather work on a team. And then the, the third part of it is was I was actually thinking about pitching this to a company and saying, you know, I want to work on this team doing this thing. Like, because I don't really feel like I have to be the, like, the, I don't know, the figurehead of the the thing, like, I don't have this kind of ego that I need to – it needs to be mine and only mine. It's just I really, really like the solution to be in the marketplace. I don't really care who does it. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing was uh, I had this idea around doing it so that um, the people who are using the tool, they own all of their personal data around it. And they're basically – leasing it to me so it's a sort of kind of data cooperative. I can't think of a better way to describe it. Um so even though I'm making money off of their data, they get some kind of kickback like for okay. for letting me use their data. Hmm. Um and and keeping myself independent. So the the whole system would be ad supported and affiliate supported, but then also I would be selling the data, but um, only like in a broker type of role. Gotcha. So that was the other thing, and um, because of the people that I I've met, um, it just so happens that Kalia and Mary Hatter, um, the woman from She's Geeky, are really into like personal data and these like personal data ecosystem and personal data. Um, There's like a lot of people that are like talking about creating personal clouds and stuff. And that's why I went to IW and I met some of these people thinking like maybe I could use some of their technology, but then discovering that this is all like theoretical right now. (laughs) Like there's Uh like some working stuff out in the, but there's, you know, several companies, they're all kind of competing with each other to figure out like who's going to have the standard. And there's, it was just like too nebulous and. Um, for me to make a business decision around it, like I don't <laughs> so that was that was the other part of it too, so it's been an exciting few months for me <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> this idea has gone through many iterations at this point
0: so the, the difference between it being like the, the Amazon, other people that bought this, bought something else or like the Netflix you know, whereas people who rated this high also rated these high kind of thing, is that it's searchable in the very specifics that like you mentioned
1: yeah so it would be similar to like netflix or amazon to an extent but it's mainly based off of your personal behavior and not necessarily the behavior of your friends because one of the things that i've noticed about uh, or even just other people is that i have a lot of friends and i really like music but I don't like my friends because they like the same music as I do, right? -hmm. (laughs) Like those things are separate. Or the same problem that like Steam has is where Steam wants to recommend me a bunch of shooters because that's all I've ever bought through Steam. But that's clearly not the only thing I play on my PC. They just don't know that. Like they have no exposure to the other things Mm -hmm. I'm doing. So for a tool to have the knowledge of, all of your game playing behavior based on like what you're searching for because what i play on my phone is completely different from what i play on my pc which is completely different from what i play on my xbox so mm. and if you were to look at my gamer tag you'd see all i play on my xbox is lips <laughs> and like like dance central and rock band okay <laughs> halo halo <laughs> <But> <laughs> i mean
0: shooting game
1: but I don't play any shooters on my Xbox. I don't like playing shooters on my Xbox. But on my PC, I play, you know, stuff like Civilization and Mass Effect and Dragon Age and, you know, TF2 and all of, like, Portal and all that stuff. Um, and then on my phone, I play stuff like Game Dev Story and Bejeweled. So, you know, it's like, I don't know. What
0: no, I know like- what you're saying.
1: What I'd like to actually do is like work in a large corporation with a budget <laughs> to kind of help drive things in this direction to kind of get away from like this, you know, because now they're talking about not just like core gaming and and casual gaming, but now they're talking like, I don't know if you've seen this like mid core mm-hmm. sh- thrown yeah. around. So it's all garbage. It's like, one individual like has different play styles and different interests based on like the device that they're using it doesn't put them in a completely different category you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like understanding kind of the whole ecosystem and then i think once you get some knowledge around that you could exploit that to figure out like how to you know maybe like I'm playing Bejeweled right now, but if you advertise like some Mass Effect DLC because you know that I like it, that would be really relevant to me at that point in time. You know, even though I don't, I'm not playing it on that device, but like doing that kind of cross promotion in a really knowledgeable way would be great.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And even, you know, uh, a cool side tangent would be, even how to market making games for multiple devices, <clears throat> according to the way you play them on those devices. So to have the data to be able to make a game play differently on different devices but still be unified, um, which I, I kind of I kind of feel like that there's there's a call for that that's not being answered very well.
1: Yeah, well, there's some people exploring that right now. Like I think it's Big Fish Games has this kind of multi. Um, platform where you can I mean they're working towards working towards that where you could actually take the same game that you're playing on your phone and then play it on a different device like from where you left off they're working on that and I think they have that out to a certain extent already on some of their games if I remember what happened at casual connect correctly Um,
2: but uh, those are usually the same version though isn't it
1: Right, So, but I mean, I think that's the start is getting the technology to work, and then...
2: Sure, sure. But I
1: think you're talking about, like, a mash between, like, the multi-platform and, like, transmedia, maybe? Is that what you're thinking, where it's, like...
2: I, I, yeah, I think so. Like, you, it would be the same game, but you, you might slant toward different activities in the game depending on what device you're using.
1: Right, so they kind of did something like that with Mass Effect. Um, Mass Effect 3, when it came out. So there's, like, the data pad for mass effect that you can have on your phone so you can like run these like missions that help with your galactic readiness um oh, that's, and then that's really and then cool. your galactic readiness would but it's like it's a minuscule amount of galactic readiness which is the problem like they really want you to play multiplayer to up your galactic readiness but but I mean it's a start right like but yeah know I mean, oh, yeah. what you're talking about so you're like yeah. engaged with the game on a different device like doing a slightly you know the different activity but yeah yeah i i agree i like that idea i like that kind of um that's the stuff i like
2: yeah i think that that'd be really because i because i don't necessarily want to play a different game i just want to you know i still want to be engaged with the story or or some part of it but i don't know you know the, the control control scheme or attention span isn't there to devote to it in a certain way and i think there's not enough data out there to understand how enough people do that, so that I I could see some serious benefits even for that. But I know that's that'd be ancillary anyway. But still interesting.
0: So it's funny you bring up the Mass Effect game on on mobile because I was like kind of disappointed in it at first because I was like expecting the Mass Effect, you know, like storyline experience with decision trees and all that stuff. But it was really just a an actiony gun shooter. You know what I mean? You oh, you're talking it? about.
1: Yeah, you're talking about infiltrator. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a separate thing. Okay. But yeah.
0: yeah, it did the galactic readiness thing too. Um, right. I, that's why I thought I thought you were.
1: No, this was you just like this but... datapad. It was like it has all your codex entries in it, and and like news from Mass Effect, and then it, you can run these like little missions. Um, oh.
4: Okay. To up, well, so
1: yeah, and then the, and then there's Infiltrator which also unlocked some like items too in the game upon completion. So they they actually had two different apps for that, which I
4: okay.
0: is I guess I, kind I of a cool I I didn't know about the other one. But I, I yeah. but my point was that I I was disappointed in it at first, but I ended up really actually enjoying it for what it was and I thought about it more and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I wanted to you know, I'm engaging with it for 10 minutes while I'm sitting waiting for you know, the kids to get off the bus or something versus like actually playing for hours and hours like I was with my television. So I'm like, there's a different at- atmosphere of having that on my tablet versus, you know, playing Mass Effect the computer or on the on the TV. Anyway,
2: although I wouldn't know because they haven't released it for Windows yet. So <laughs> uh, EA, I'm looking at you.
1: Wait, what?
2: Oh, well, they haven't released it on Steam. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say, like, yeah, you can play Mass Effect 3 on your Windows machine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I no, do it I, all I just, the time. <laughs> I, I just, they, you know, they're like, oh, you have to come to EA's origin store, and you can't go to Steam where you have the rest of your data already. I know I could just transfer the directory, but it's a it's a principal thing. It's a no, I,
1: yeah, that's the whole, that's the part that frustrates me, is, like, trying to capture people. Um and that was what I wanted to avoid with what I was doing with happy match. Is like, I don't, I don't need another like captive vertical where I have to re-enter in all my information. And then yeah. you only see like part of my, you know, only part of my activity. So you don't really yeah. understand all the other things that I'm doing. So your data is not maybe as good as it could be, but yeah.
0: It, it, makes me think of, uh, Netflix. Okay. So Netflix, like, granted, it's a little skewed because the kids put that they, they like, you know, Wawa wow, wubsy or whatever in there. So I really like <laughs> apparently, <laughs> you know, some strange stuff, but when it says I'm going to like something and it's, you know, I, I don't know, a time travel movie or something. I, or, uh, what was it? The troll hunter. Like I, I trust <laughs> yeah. it and I watch the movie and it, and it's been extremely good. And, mm-hmm. um, I read something not too long ago about Netflix and Flix and their, their their algorithms that they've developed to help make that work. Have you heard about this at all? Where they actually went and turned it around. What could they do to make a, to make a movie? Oh yeah, and didn't they use that to to make their series? They, I'm sure it had an impact on what they decided to do. Although I, I wouldn't expect that their first series they did that. The, oh my gosh, what was it? Uh, nor nor uh, Lily Hammer. L- House of Cards is the one that just came out, which I guess is okay, but Lily is like off the wall, weird. I don't know that they would have read that like, algorithm.
1: I watched like two of those episodes of Lily Hammer, and I was actually kind of like, this isn't bad. I, But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's goofy. Like, Mafia I, Boss goes to Norway yeah. Yeah, or wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's just weird
0: i agreed i liked it but i haven't gone back and watched anymore not, and so it turns out that i didn't like it enough i guess <laughs> anyway that j- your your like statistics thing is i would really love that sort of something that would tell me that i would like something in the gaming space that same sort of way and not the way that like my um my ipad does because it doesn't know me at all it it that thing is totally bogus and then same with Steam. I just have so many games on Steam that it doesn't know what to think, I think. <laughs> yeah. it, it's,
3: yeah. weird. it's weird that Steam hasn't paid attention to that because they know if you're playing it or not. Like, Netflix knows if you watch the movie or not, if you oh, just it's, canceled out of it. That's
0: true. it's and that's true. And if you've rated it. I mean, that's true. Yep.
3: <laughs> I've got the same problem you do, though, that the ratings are just somebody bungling the controller. Like, everything that gets highlighted or watched ever gets a five-star rating.
0: Well, in the case of the kids, I think they're legitimately doing it. (laughs) Because there's a lot of, like, Iron Man and stuff that's highlighted.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the kids, Ryan. Totally (laughs) the kids.
0: I don't care about the cartoon. One of the cartoons.
1: Like I said, it's totally the kids. We believe
0: you. (laughs) No, I'm the one that highlighted MacGyver as five stars. That was me. (laughs) Well, I love, I wish they could let
2: you separate the cues. Not that I, not that I care about displaying my cues, but the, the recommendations are getting so goofy because it's like, I mean, you guys are just talking about it, but it's like, you know, it's like, um, liked um, Merlin and, uh, zombie death, blood gore attack and say yes to the dress. It's just <laughs>
0: the notebook too. the notebook. Too. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, oh, I, with more glitter, I, I made I the pissed,
1: mis- I pissed off my husband because I went on this like hoarder's bender.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that'll ruin it. And now,
1: and now everything is like TV shows, like those like AMC TV shows.
2: There's.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so sure it had to to give you the show that's like uh, people eat that or something like that. You know, <laughs> people who eat Kleenex and stuff like that. We watched a couple of episodes of Hoarders and that's the stuff that came up afterwards. Oh wow. Really weird, off the wall. Like the people that drink Lysol and stuff. Yeah. And Toilet paper and I don't
3: know. Mental illness for entertainment. That's called. Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> I know.
1: That's that's the part that's actually the bummer. So like the first, you know, I think season of hoarders was it felt like, yeah, it was a little voyeuristic, but you know, the people weren't super crazy and they seemed to want to get help. But then by like the second season on, it started to be like, let's find the craziest mother we can find (laughs) who is totally not going to want to have help. And like, totally is going to, you know, be the most combative and, and that's, (laughs) that's when it started to not be like that is kind of so it was gross on a whole other level at that point Mm. and then I stopped watching it
0: as much as you know all it's been into my head is all the stuff that we could talk about with this regard I think we should bring it back to games somehow (laughs) so let's make a game maybe I'm a game hoarder how about that is that a good transition I just hold on to them digital game hoarder just
1: as long as you're not shitting in a bag like we're good (laughs) like (laughs) No, it's on my pile
0: of hard drives. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he Didn't answer. Like... He didn't answer that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was, hey, that was a smooth, smooth evasion. I didn't even even notice that. Oh, He's got I'm some sure depend, Depends depends sloshed against the back wall there.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so I just, just
0: wipe with those old five and a quarter inch yeah. uh, sleeves. Okay, Red Let's... Bull and Depend. Here I go. <laughs> so hey, who wants to talk about the game
2: jam? Let's talk about the game jam.
1: Oh, wait, is this the part when I mute and go make a drink?
2: Y- well, you don't have to mute. You can just go make a drink.
0: Unless <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like one of those grinding frappuccino sh- oh yeah. Things.
1: I should. I just got a new espresso machine. I should totally just <laughs> run the steamer. <laughs>
0: Get the coffee pot going too. and why not? Just I'm sure your hubby hubby would love it.
1: Yeah, he's not here right now, so
0: home alone. Awesome.
3: So yeah, okay. so we, yeah, we let's talk a,
0: about the jam.
3: We had a global game jam. And uh it's gonna break the world records again. Um yeah. I'm just looking at the numbers here. They're not final yet, but um you know uh three hundred and twenty about- sites in sixty-three countries and um
2: Including Tunisia and Bolivia for the first time this year, which is pretty cool.
3: <laughs> and nearly 12,000 people that actually got credited on a project, um, and over 3,000 projects. So um, it was ridiculous. The servers broke at the end when everybody started uploading. <laughs> That's right. Um, How much was
0: it in contrast? What was it last year?
3: They- oh, yeah. Put me on the spot, huh? Um, I wanna say it was about 2,000 projects, but I'll look that up.
0: I wonder. Yeah, it was big. No offense against them. I wish they had a better theme this year. But
3: yes and no. Like at first it was really hard to work with, but because it's so abstract um I
0: Yeah, don't... it's got pluses and minuses, I agree. Um I really liked it for what it's worth. But you know, it's audio, so I guess that's do, Oh, to be expected. Oh, we should like do a little introduction of of it. So the the Global Game Jam is a one of the biggest organized events. I think it is the biggest. And it, maybe even the first. I don't know. It's been going on five, six years. Um, basically, a weekend reserved every year where people who are interested get together and jam on a game for the weekend. And um, they they release a theme the day of, and it goes around the world. So it was released in where first? You're Fiji.
3: Up? Or uh,
0: New Zealand. New Zealand. And then they release it every hour and every time zone and blah, 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 blah. So... Uh, yeah, thir- how many countries did you say? Sixty-three countries. Yep. Thirty thousand participants, the whole world. Everybody's, you know. Eleven thousand. And they um, they re- they released the theme, and the theme this year was a heartbeat. It was an actual wave or an audio file. I shouldn't say wave file, an audio file of of a heart beating, and that was supposed to provide inspiration. Um, you know, I I shouldn't I shouldn't I should take it back. I just had a hard time, and I knew the theme in advance. I had a hard time thinking of something. I was just Mm. too stuck on it, I guess. It was a tough, tough theme for me to engage with, but.
3: Well, I look back at last year, um, the project last year, and it was a little bit where we barely associated with the theme (laughs) and a little bit this year as well. I think it's more just, uh, inspiration than, uh,
0: true, true. Um, you know, it's good and bad. It was good, like you say, that it's abstract to a certain extent. Um, I, I don't know. Have you played? Has anybody played many of the games? Like, have you gone in there and tried to play some?
2: I played the the surgery game, the one that got all the press. Oh yeah,
3: Sur- Surgeon Simulator twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: yeah. hard. It was hard. It was, it was kind of, I'm impressed with what they were able
0: to accomplish, though, in, in 48 hours. So it's this, I'll just quick describe it. It's this game where there's, you're supposed to do open heart surgery, and you get control <laughs> yeah. of a hand with uh, the, each finger, and then the mouse moves the hand, and the button makes the hand go up and down, and you're supposed to grab the tools. And you, know, and you
2: grab the tools, really interestingly, because your fingers are the buttons on the keyboard. So you close a finger when you hold down, I think it's like whatever, uh, whatever the keys are on the keyboard.
0: Q E R and space for thumb.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, you end up gripping things. And I I, I was laughing out loud because I, I had finally gotten the, it had the, the, the open chest was covered with a piece of tarp. So I got that off. And then I went and tried to grab the hammer. And so I was hammering the chest or trying to. <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumb. You would never do this. And then I found the saw. <laughs> And it's this saw, and so I brought it over there, and the guy just started swearing and screaming, and it started falling off, and then I let go of the saw, and it and it drove itself up and over the guy's body and across his face. It's just <laughs> hilarious. It was like running on its own little motor. I was like, this is the worst and awesomest thing I've seen in some time.
2: Very good. But I, I, th- the game is actually on green light now, which, which I thought was really interesting. Good. Yeah, so... It's I mean, I'm not
0: trying, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, I brought it up because I, I've gone through probably 100, 150 games. So oh, wow. Wow. And, um, man, maybe it's 100, probably closer to 100. But that just includes looking at them and then determining that they're not worth trying to some extent. and uh, Or, um, I don't know, I haven't found any, like, real big gems yet. And I've tried looking for press of recommendations, and the Surgeon Simulator one came up, and yeah. a couple others. But um, I haven't found any big gems. And last year, I didn't try this hard, and I had found a lot of neat stuff. Really? Well, I, th- I was impressed with some some themes and, and takes on it. How did well, you find
3: I, the games last year? How did you go to look for right, them?
0: Well, I interested in seeing how people code them too and so I would search on Unity in Windows or Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm doing so I can actually get the source and I'll admit I'm a lot more interested if I can see their source project because I'll often just be curious about how they did something specific in there like how did they make that tree warp all over the place so I'll go and look it's additionally interesting to me so and I I, I can say if they have a video I love it, absolutely Mm -hmm. love it if they have a gameplay video in there yeah, it 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 helps out so much, and and searching for the Unity thing is also really nice because a lot of times it'll be a web player, which is way easier than downloading, oh, sure, yeah. you know, loading. When when you're trying to get through them, because it takes a long time to actually go through them and read about it, and then get it, and then find out it doesn't work, or, you know.
2: Yeah, you know, I hope they partner with Desura. I think that would might help things out a little bit. In in the. Uh the post portion
3: of the game.
0: I remember, and maybe I'm I'm not remembering right, but I seem to remember last year there was like a rating system or something. Yeah, it was kind of broken, but... Um, it helps. This yeah. year's totally random. And last year, I think that might be part of it, is that last year it was sort of broken, but it still kind of worked. And that it really weeded out the just junk or not even finished stuff.
3: Yeah, people won't bother to fake rate up something that you know, isn't even done, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and this time there's like, like even on our team, um, one of the game jammers groups, they submitted two games of the same name and title and everything. Really? Yeah. Like hmm. if you go to the, uh, now I have to go look, but there's numerous, numerous projects that have done that. <laughs> Where like one person or both people went and made the game or something like that. Hmm. Maybe it's gone now. No, nope. no, nope. right there. A con man, a brother is in there twice under our our site. Hmm.
3: I think uh, I think the technical issues really hurt them because,
0: Maybe.
4: especially <laughs> at
3: the end of a forty-eight hour sprint, people aren't gonna put up with much. Um hmm, I looked up the the official Guinness certified stats for last year, and it was uh, about eleven thousand people. And the weird thing about this year was so many more sites. Uh, almost seventeen thousand people registered, but only about eleven thousand people associated with projects. Huh. So a good, you know, third of the people almost probably had an issue uploading, and just gave up.
2: Ooh. Oh, that's sad.
3: Or they didn't show up, but I don't think it's that high of a percentage.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
3: an so interesting- that, That's a bummer. It'll still be higher than last year, so it'll still be a new record. But um, it's just it's funny how critical that is. You know, you could probably get Amazon, ECW, or, you know, any any of the cloud providers to donate some some grunt to help with that. Because it would look good, and, you know, they could do a press release the next weekend or the next Monday or whatever.
2: Yeah, I mean, they awesome got they
0: lots of support. I mean, they got sponsors from Facebook and... Yeah, Rubbermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The IGDA actually is a sponsor. That's right, that's yep. right.
2: So no, that no, that's a good point. You know, and it's probably probably this is a good good learning experience for everybody involved. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's the awesomest thing about it. From my perspective, in, in, anyway.
2: Did you guys do the post jam survey?
0: No.
3: I uh, I neglected to tell people about that. That was my bad.
2: They oh I think they emailed everybody about it. So even if you didn't. Tell, you're off the hook because oh, they would have got an email about it anyway. But uh, one of the questions was, um, do you like that it's not a competition? And I answered absolutely because I I really think that inspires innovation. Because if it's a competition, you're going to want to make the best game possible. If 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 it's just if it's not a competition, but it's just about learning and trying new stuff, you're going to try something really wacky that may just flat out fail.
0: Yeah, you're going to be and willing, uh, willing to try different or yeah
2: yeah even like different control schemes different whatever so i yeah i'm i'm really really glad it's not a competition and i hope it stays that I way i agree
3: with that but um the biggest uh kind of room to improve it is some way to sift through all the all the output you know the outcomes and the projects and try to get some gems out of that
0: yeah oh gosh yeah um, and Absolutely. i don't know a
3: way to do it other than a competition honestly uh,
0: yeah i wish there was some rating you could do like Many competitions where you don't actually win things. Yeah, where it's like, um, here's you know the top twenty most innovative or wacky or gory or scary. You know, you could put it into, into themes maybe. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
3: I think that that would be one of the one of the keys. I'm gonna actually suggest that at the meeting at GDC this year It's like uh, similar to the kid contest where they invent um, first prizes until everybody's got one. You know, the best sound, the best controls the the wackiest character, you know, it just make up like yep. 20 categories. That's a good And idea. you'll end up with 20 leaderboards or whatever. Um and then um people can go through the different ones. Um and it's not the same as having just one ranking system where it it gets pretty weird pretty quick.
0: Yeah.
2: Cuz I well and and I, and, I, and I and I I guess in some ways it it's a little bit of a competition but it's still not like a a money to prize competition where you're you're gonna abandon stuff to try to make it i think that 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 feels more like a bonus to me which i think is totally cool
3: yeah i agree and and if we had 300 you know one from every site 300 best uh action games or whatever 300 best sound uh mm-hmm. somebody that cared could get through all those in a couple of days
2: yeah for sure
3: yeah so that's gonna be my suggestion at uh at the meet up at uh, GDC
0: it's nice to think that it's sort of like this even playing ground that there's no real weighted thing to, to projects or something so you get equal viewage but that's not true at all because every time I go in to look at the games they're the same ones on the front it's like I don't know I agree it really needs to, in order to play something I want to find those those real gems and boy I've looked through a lot and not found much <laughs> And I added some to your document, Zach, that you started. I was going to suggest oh. that you send that out again to remind people to please let us know if there's anything worth looking at. Yeah,
3: good. So you went through a couple hundred?
0: Yeah, let's see. I've been through two pages. So two pages of that they have, which is it, in their case, they limit their search number to 160. But okay. there's a lot of duplicates. So it's probably, yeah, it's probably about 100 I've gone through. All
3: right, you only got about... Thirty one hundred to go. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't think so. I'm starting to really recognize when they're not worth looking at from the picture or something, and maybe that's yeah. totally wrong. But because I know that it sometimes it's, the game is never represented well with a screenshot or something. But dag,
2: have you have you been taking notes on that at all? Because what what you're doing is valuable, actually.
0: Yeah, like I said, well, so Zach. Send out an email afterwards saying, you know, if you've, we'll we'll do a thing in March. Um, what did you call it, Zach? A uh, play party. It's just a, a play party. There we go. So if yeah. you've got any recommendations, put them into that shared Google document. So I just put a, a few in there. That's that's all. So, okay. okay. I found one that I you know I recommended one, but it's not good. It's just how interesting how big a head the guy has. He has a, <laughs> He talks <laughs> about like how how great he is, sort of. In this, I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. And then um, one that was kind of like our game where you're a vampire and you run around eating people. And you're slowly bleeding out or running out of blood. You have to fill up on blood.
3: Oh, they stole our idea.
0: Yeah, but it's totally different. It's not ours is like a little bit actiony silly. And that one's like arcadey.
3: That was that was my big takeaway from last year that the most creative idea the entire group came up with. There was five of those. You know, once you put them out across the world, there's 5, 10, 20 of those that are identical.
0: That, that's sort of my complaint, too, about the theme is that when I'm doing this, I'm seeing the same games a lot or very similar games. And that's not necessarily bad, they're different, but um, I can only take so many games where it's somebody's dying and their heart's failing and you have to save them. <laughs> By running around and right, you want the best one with the hammer and the bone saw. <laughs> <laughs> and I
3: love the music. It's like uh, it's like the soundtrack to like a 80s or 90s, uh, you know, action news, uh, you know, breaking report CNN show or something. It's awesome.
0: So. I'll I'll say that like one of the, like I already mentioned that I like looking at the code, but I also like looking at these games because they're usually different and I know they're made in a rush and kind of brings out the best in people. But sometimes you can see the the gems might not necessarily be that the game is fun or good, but that it makes me think, "Oh, that's a great approach on something. What mm. if you did this to it or that to it?" And um I found a few that are like that Where I'm like oh you could really work on that Atmosphere of that game but nothing that's been Like oh I would love to work on that You know or even sure. try it <laughs> Well you know but with any luck Some lists will start
2: circulating Because I, I you know you I mean we can't be the only ones that are, are Really wanting to go through that kind of stuff and And maybe not do the hard work And I know there's people that like doing that hard work So we just need to find them
0: yeah, yeah I remember well I was doing the <laughs> I was doing the same thing last year I was going through and going through and and um I do it with let'em dares too when they come out i I go and I hit a bunch of games and and then just eventually after a day or so because you, you can spend a couple hours and only play 10 sure and after a couple of days of doing that you're just you know it's yeah. like I don't know I get the, I feel the same way when I do social media I guess just get a little bit like man I can walk away now I mean the I and
3: instead of having the sites you know nominate their best, you could have you could crowdsource it and divide it up into a page of 160 and everybody does one. Um, and then yeah, somebody will be corrupt or won't do their job, but you'll still, on average, unearth the you know a good number of things. True, that, uh, that are it, decent.
0: It would be my personal opinion to um, to not necessarily have the sites vote the best or something like that. I don't know if. That makes me feel a little uncomfortable to, to have to pick from all the groups there. Yeah. And say, Oh, that one's really great. <laughs> you know. Because I saw like I saw a couple people's projects way more than somebody else's. And um I wouldn't knowing at least doing it in front of their in front of the group I wouldn't be comfortable with. Yeah,
3: anyway. that that's the that's the one risk to uh doing a local Competition is just, you know, it's, it's more personal. You know, potentially hurt feelings and all that junk.
2: Yeah. But we definitely want people to keep coming back.
3: Some of them. So- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs>
3: hey, you used the showers this year. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you did. No, I went and put deodorant on though. Oh, okay. And brush my uh, that'll, and stuff on the schedule.
3: Change. Yeah. Somebody talked about it. I don't remember who it was.
0: So I figured it out. I had got up on Friday morning at six thirty and I took a four hour nap on Sunday morning at five.
3: No, you slept longer than that.
0: It was four hours. Was it? Yeah. The, the first, first time I woke up you up after.
3: or the second or third time?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I was out. Um, the the first time was after three, and then you woke me up an hour after that. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was like nine and then ten or something. I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, I went to bed. I went and laid down at five in the morning. All right. All right. I'll buy
4: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a a really good like sponsorship opportunity here for like... Meth. Febreze and <laughs> Febreze and
4: <meth. laughs> Febreze
1: and and deodorant and, and like those uh, those little uh, disposable toothbrushes.
4: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. funny!
3: <laughs> it didn't smell as much as last year.
2: We
4: had it a bigger
3: smell- bigger working space, I think.
0: Did it? Was it smelly last year? A little bit. Oh. I couldn't. I didn't notice last year. That means something. Yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> did the deodorant thing last year though. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't cover up everything. Yeah, It just put Sometimes
4: it
2: under my the,
0: nose. So th- <laughs> yeah.
2: the Depends and Red Bull don't get you
0: everywhere, but they get you pretty far. I just, <laughs> I, I love the one table where they just finally gave up and brought a case of Red Bull over to the table. <laughs> <laughs>
3: too much work to walk across the room (laughs) i actually
0: couldn't believe the amount of cans that were showing up on some people's place man i don't i don't know what would happen to me if i had that many red bulls it
3: stops working after a while
0: yeah well i do know i had like a pot of coffee or if not more that first morning somebody made coffee and i just I drank a lot of coffee. So anyway, see. I really enjoyed the jam. I, I I think it's a lot of fun. I do have my disappointments for for the same as last year is that I didn't get up out of my seat enough and go walk around. Yeah, I might have to force that. But the thing I like so much too is even more is the actual like hunkering down and doing something in a in a elongated period of time cuz I don't get that too often with um in this vein of stuff anyway with work and family and only a limited amount of time at night if I want to get it actually good sleep anyway
2: yeah and and the you know even though um I'm par- particularly guilty of, of of leaving and then coming back but it is cool to be able to be that in that close proximity for that length of time not just by yourself but with in fact with a team so that's it's such a cool experience into banging your heads together and then figuring out how to deal with fatigue and and all that stuff it's uh, yeah I, I love it I really loved it and uh, i I actually really enjoyed uh, j- just to, for our listeners to know I did audio for um, for mainly for our group but also for anybody who needed audio and uh, I made a new stipulation that I would only be able to use sound effects and music created there no synthesizers just a field recorder and my guitar and I actually enjoyed that quite a bit more than having all the crazy tools at my disposal last year, um, so that that was a lot of fun, and I uh, I, I think I like the results better too this year. So that for me that was that was a blast.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a good decision actually, because sometimes I don't know it's me, but sometimes technology can get in the way of me getting things done. Like uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I told you, Tori, but Working on Fireman Run, my friend Bill came over and one night and I was asking him. He's the artist for the most part. And so I was saying, I need this water asset and it should look like this. And I quick drew it in Photoshop. And it's literally like a very large image with a blue brush whipped down the middle. And then I just went on the outsides with white and drew the worst, like, (laughs) Photoshop fat white brush on the edges that look kind of like swirls. Like, right. (laughs) And that's the art asset that's still in there.
2: Yeah, just it, looks said, it looks
0: fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it does. Yeah, it does. That's the thing is, it looks fine. It almost, it actually fits the style pretty decently, and and I'm trying to do that sort of stuff more. And I thought that that your decision to just sort of be with what's available to you at the place is was a good one. I like that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah,
3: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, do you guys want to talk about CES a little bit?
0: Yeah, sure. Do it.
3: <laughs> I don't really know anything about it. So, well, it's the it's... consumer electronics show. Um, well, yeah, it's traditionally yeah. the TVs and you know that kind of stuff. Um, Games wise, the there was a few announcements around streaming technology, um, and the wacky, crazy surprise thing was um, NVIDIA showed up with uh, some hardware called Project uh-huh. Shield. And uh, it essentially is, you, they make, obviously, expensive video cards. They also make the the chips that go into some cell phones. Um, it was based on that and then Android OS. And it looks pretty much like an Xbox controller with a phone taped to the top. Um, and you can run games locally, the obvious solution. But they had an interesting tie-in where um, you stream real-time from your of course, NVIDIA-enabled a desktop PC, um, and they already had driver hooks and some uh, hardware hooks to do really low-latency um, compression of the video signal to pipe it across your local network. So we're on live, and all those guys are trying to do remote streaming. Uh, they're just looking at doing local streaming. Um, it's kind of an interesting twist. And yeah. some of the... Um, um some of the Steambox uh so the Valve idea of uh Valve approved PC hardware um got tied up into that idea of of local streaming and so on. Um, um, what, it's an interesting well, so, idea.
0: Well yeah, the NVIDIA thing is kind of like uh at its core with the controller and whatever. It's kind of the OUYA craze, right? Yep. And the game stick or whatever. There's a numerous of the those sort of things kind of popping up now.
3: The Ouya certainly it, could stream, but they don't—they don't even pretend like they're thinking about that yet. I guess that's the big difference in my mind—is the idea of streaming from a capable piece of hardware with good graphics.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Wonder like how much that could matter. Yeah, I don't know. Like um, in a couple of years, like how far away is our phone from beating out what an Xbox is right now in hardware?
3: Oh, it's pretty far. I mean, you can just you can just think of thermal requirements. Uh, with think of the fan on your on your GPU and think of your phone with no fan and it's a quarter inch thick. Um,
0: yeah, but I mean, you're uh, like how many years away to to an Xbox, say, right? Yep. Yeah.
3: Not not that many to an Xbox.
0: Yeah. yeah. And an Xbox does a pretty decent job. I mean. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I like, I actually, honestly, from the online versus streaming from my basement computer, I, 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 I think it'd be great. But the problem I know what would happen, because, you know, my basement computer is my beast. It's the machine I game on, everything, is that when it's time to do it, I still have to walk down to my computer and turn it on. Yep. I still have to make the stupid thing turn into the right setting and whatever it is. You know, I have yeah. to wake it up. And I'd be like, this is sort of like defeats the whole, like, real nice, just turn on my television and go. Absolutely. Um, Yep. So that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind with, with that regard. It'd be really the other,
3: great. The other side of oh, the streaming is on live, the centralized, where everything's great until it gets popular and all of a sudden you can't play at seven PM at night. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. so uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um,
4: well then more, the other more than
3: that, just how cheap hardware is, uh, that you know, the, the is it Ouya or Oya is you know Ouya. Theoretically, it's fifty bucks plus a fifty-dollar controller. They're already selling similar things on Amazon for forty bucks. I mean, it's already here. Mm. Um, It's crazy. We're gonna have piles of computers just laying around in our drawers. (laughs) Just weird.
0: Yeah. Is is the? Oh, I'm thinking the GameStick. GameStick with the horrible-looking controller. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um. So how about uh, the, uh, the, the Steam thing, the Steam box? Um, so that's not real clear exactly what's happening. It
3: seems like they're just going to certify certain hardware builds.
0: Yeah, because they came out with Big Picture, yep. which is that sort of like plug your computer into the TV and, it, and it, it's a decent interface. And I've, I tried that over the, the Christmas break.
3: And the initial wow. Steam boxes are going to be Windows. Linux is still a ways down the road.
0: we has got to say Linux. <laughs> Linux that big a deal? Uh who was I talking to about that? Like it's why the second is, biggest deal, yeah. Why is it the second <laughs> biggest deal? Next to Windows. For literal uh, gamers?
3: Eh, I don't know. In terms of OS capabilities, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there, but like I can't really imagine there's a lot of great games coming out on Linux that makes it worth it. But nope, there isn't there isn't. So why would somebody like Steam target it as a, yay, let's release on Windows and Linux?
3: Because if you had to build something with thin margins and pay no royalties to anybody, there you go, Linux. that's what you'd pick.
0: Yeah.
3: And then the the second, maybe the first hurdle actually is getting a good driver on it, uh, NVIDIA mm, or sure. ATI or whoever. Um, yeah, so the, the Steam box is more like commoditizing PC gaming hardware a little more. Because everybody's done a good job of pushing the netbooks and the ultrabooks and the blah, blah, blah books down down in price. But you never get a good graphics experience. So I think it's yeah
0: trying to take care of that problem. So, yeah, um, I don't know. The Steam Box thing, it just sounded like there was going to be a bunch of them. That it would be hard to, I don't know. <laughs> it's sort of that whole, like, there's Android phones, but they're all, all over the place. So your yep. Steam boxes are all all over the place, but yeah, yeah, Probably they'll obvious. definitely
3: be more you know versions than an Xbox or anything like that.
0: Anyway, I think it's neat. It's it's a good idea, sort of.
3: It's really gonna put the the big studios in a weird position when you can play the Xbox game for sixty dollars on the same TV, you can play the oh, the Steam game point. for thirty dollars.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I hadn't even thought of that.
3: Yeah. I'm really thinking about that because I just rented uh, Dead Space 3 and oh, I can't I can't play a co-op because I don't have
0: the online pass. I was going <laughs> to ask you if you wanted to do that.
3: <laughs> well, I I, I I broke down and bought it, but uh pissed me off pretty good. So the uh, the rumors are for the next generation Xbox and PS4 is uh they're going to lock down the resale the rentals and and so on.
1: So I have a question that this conversation brings to mind here. So here's the thing is with your comment about like complaining about the pricing of games, like how much do you think games should cost?
3: A lot more than a dollar. But um, the weird thing is the divide between Xbox, you pay 60 and PC, you pay 30 or 40 um and there's that weird segmentation there just because there's more competition on the PC side. So this is going to put that front and center in on your TV set. Which will be it's it's going to force everybody's hands. I have no idea what's going to happen.
1: Well, do you think that with the next generation of consoles that that pricing model might actually change?
3: I think it'll be forced to. I don't know. You can sell Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto and you know these five different games for sixty dollars, but how many can you sell for that price? I don't I don't think very many.
0: How much do you think one of these Steam boxes is going to cost to be? Um, I mean, it should probably be the same ballpark, right, as as an Xbox say.
3: They're generally subsidized, so just a few hundred dollars more, but then you you know the games will quickly. If you play a decent number of games, you'll make up the difference really fast. Um, I don't know. Valve Valve uh, doesn't seem to be doing it for money reasons, so I think they'll rubber stamp anything that um, meets the requirements. So there won't be this weird, uh, this 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 weird um, controlling access to to maximize profits thing going on.
0: And I mean, it it with the thing of big picture, it's you can build your own too, right? Yep, you could. Yep. So that's yeah, I mean it's kind of like like if I want to play Super Meat Boy for instance on my Xbox, how much am I going to pay for it right now? Yeah, you know, good it's, question. It's It's 15 bucks. It's I 1200 think so, yeah. Microsoft points. It's 15 bucks. It's just what it is. They don't they do their sales and when they do a sale it'll go down to like 10 bucks. <laughs> but it but but I wonder what it is on Steam right now, you know, if and you know, yeah. Super Meat Boy is a game that I've gotten four or five times in various bundles and, and everything else. And, like, it's real hard to compete with that. In fact, my Xbox is getting used less and less because I'm getting more and more outside of it. And that is definitely related to the pricing. And I, I'm i one of those people that, like, Dead Space 3, I haven't got it yet, but I'm going to go out and pay 60 bucks on it to play it on the Xbox. Yeah. But, but, you know, Far Cry... 3 came out and I decided to play it on the PC because I could get it cheaper and um, well I rented it and did a little bit of the multiplayer with you and then realized that it wasn't like a co-op multiplayer worth worthy of anything more than than what we did with it yeah it was a little rough <laughs> um,
3: yeah so if anybody can take that experience of buy the game and it actually works and then lower the price by 20 bucks um, you know Apple, Steam, who yeah, whoever. Um, it's really, it's going to force you know EA and Ubisoft's hands. It's going to force Microsoft and Sony's hands. Um, Nintendo's in their own world still. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. But,
0: uh, <laughs> kind well, I I I have to take back my words because I just looked up Steam Super Meat Boy is fifteen dollars on Steam right now.
3: Yeah, but you can go to the um those those sites that catalog the historical prices and. Yeah. It's probably been $5 or $2 or in the last month. Whereas an Xbox, there's like one sale a year.
1: I actually didn't even know there was a sale on Xbox. I had no They'd, idea.
0: They're doing a better job of letting you know about it, but <laughs> sort of.
3: There literally is one <laughs> thing on sale a week. Um, And, you know, maybe it's more like three things, but they did a, a run of promotions, I think, in December. Um. Where they do something different every day.
0: Yeah, that was quite funny actually. Because I like buying games, and so I was keeping an eye out on Steam, and I was looking at Xbox Two, and just kind of giggling, like I'm I'm not gonna pay your amazing deal of four dollars off.
2: (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, with Steam, if you put something on your wish list, it'll it'll uh, freak out and tell you when it goes on sale. Yeah,
0: that's is that new? Because I don't recall that doing that before.
2: No, oh, I, yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, I've i used the wish list for a while, but it, it just it did that to me today.
0: Yeah, it was doing that to um, me over the break, too.
2: It, it looked really worried. It's like,
0: oh, my God, oh, my God, it's on
2: sale. <laughs> I, I know you wanted it, so it's on sale.
0: <laughs> One of my complaints, and maybe it's just me, is that Steam has a really easy way of putting it on your wish list, but getting it off, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you have to buy it that's good <laughs> no that's not the case because i have games on there i've purchased and well, they're still on there yeah <laughs> oh that's funny. and i use it just for that reason it was um to kind of remind myself from ever looking to check those prices and now i don't have to because they email me if it goes on sale
4: mm.
0: yeah I, on every device
2: you own it's installed too like i uh that happened to me today. I can't remember what it was. It was it was some some indie game, but like my phone, my computer, and my tablet all had pop ups from Steam saying, "Oh my god, this game's on sale." What what game was it? Um, let me see if I still have that email. No, oh, you can't remember. I just no, I can't remember what it was. It seems to- it was only like four dollars off or something like that. So it was normally fifteen, and now it's like nine. So it wasn't even that amazing of a sale, but. Boy I was steam freaking out about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it keeps letting me know that The Witcher 2 is on sale. I think that thing's going on yeah. sale like every other day.
2: Well, they're uh, they didn't, they're working on the third, so I can imagine.
0: Um, yeah. So in that respect, Zach, do you think that like Xbox and PlayStation are going to be pushing the whole like buy the the games through their store thing a lot more? Yeah, yeah.
3: They're they're gonna. Focus on download, and they're giving up on their friends at retail, other than Amazon and anybody else that wants to do mail order
0: don't you um, think that that's sort of a death thing to them though too
3: it doesn't I, sound like it. the last stat I heard was twenty seven percent of Xboxes weren't online, and so that's way, way way down from when they started
0: um, Yeah, but how many times does a parent go into Walmart and walk down that game aisle? for something you know i don't know uh,
3: what what i see with, with my kids friends is more like uh which parents give it the money fastest when you start whining and buy some microsoft points we got we got friends here with a new suit of armor and virtual goods you know totaling twenty dollars every every couple of weeks Ugh, and that's not yeah, even yeah, counting the I'm games
0: not, i'm not seeing that yeah
3: yeah so i don't know i don't know which one's gonna make it more money um but it's certainly gonna cost them less and they have to they have to front less to ship all those hard hard packaged goods out to retailers.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot cheaper to focus on digital.
3: And if they're gonna lock out used sales, uh that's you know, that's a stab through the eyeball on GameStop. Yeah. So and Best Buy was doing that and Walmart was doing that and Amazon was doing that.
2: Well, you know, and what's interesting too, and in Gamespot now you can um, sell your used games for Steam credit. Oh, <laughs> which which boggles my mind because because um, Gamespot or GameStop has their own um, online distribu- distribution platform, so it's kind of bizarre that they allow that. But yeah, you can go into GameStop right now and sell used games and get Steam credit, and you can buy um, Steam gift cards there too. Yeah. Oh, and the the. I was wrong. It was a really good sale. It was um, um, Gary's mod was on sale. You need that, and uh,
0: what's that? Yeah, I don't I do. need that. I've avoided it. I don't. The last thing I need is like, ooh, fun physics. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, they're they're selling it with Counter Strike Source for six dollars and twenty four cents, whereas Gary's mod alone is nine ninety nine. So it's like that's good enough. I'll get it.
1: I think I actually have two copies of Counter-Strike Source <laughs> because it keeps getting bundled with stuff. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, why do I want this? I don't want this.
2: Oh, oh, you know, no, Jackie, I was going to ask you, did, did you have a take on, on game prices at all?
1: No, I was just curious. I mean, the thing, like, with games in general, I mean, I think it was a stat that came out earlier, earlier this week, like, where Madden NFL finally sold, like hundred million units, but it took like twenty-five years to sell a (laughs) hundred million units. You know, so I think sometimes like we have this impression that like um you know we're gaming is super popular and like everyone's doing it, but like, you know, Twitter has like more users in a few years than Madden has sold video games. So you know, um I think sometimes we need to kind of put things in perspective for, like, the quality and and that they are. But I I think there's also a a gulf, right, where there's, like, these super expensive games and then these kind of cheap, easy-to-market, like, mobile, social, whatever, um, indie-type games that come out. And so, like, pricing is just kind of a, a mess. And I think because you have, like... Like these two extremes, like gamers start to feel really entitled.
3: <laughs> and and the uh, the advent of free to play has kind of led to this weird bait and switch game design model that just just makes me so angry. They don't even look at free games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would I would you know put a premium on a uh, a store or a, a distribution channel that said no microtransactions. Yeah, maybe there's free trials, but then you buy the game and, you know, maybe it's cheap games, maybe it's expensive games, not necessarily $60 games. Um, shareware. And uh, and that's the end of it. No DLC, no microtransactions. We'll make sequels, you know.
1: But, like, what would be an acceptable price for you?
3: Oh, I, I play at all sorts of different prices. Uh, for small games, you know, I'll pay 5 bucks for... For uh, these expensive, you know, high production budget games, all I won't pay sixty. Uh, but I would if I didn't have a bunch of kids? Uh, you know, so I'll pay thirty or forty. And that's just I'll, waiting for the sale a month after they they come out.
2: And I'll actually, I like for for big new games. I don't like to pay more than thirty, like thirty bucks, unless there's like a really cool collector's edition, and then I'll really really geek out on it. So I'll pay like a lot for it. But I um. I have a hard time justifying sixty dollars, yeah, for a game.
0: I'll do it a couple times a year for a couple games, but yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise, uh, I just can't do it. Yeah.
1: But what what would be the price that you would pay that you would say I will buy every game that I want?
2: Thirty bucks,
0: for me, for for AAA games. I think so. I think it's it's a different balance. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't know. That's a very difficult and tough question and of course they're trying to solve that. My my fear is like if if Xbox and or you know PlayStation and whatnot they go to this more online is how you get it model and so you download it and you pay the full price for it thing, it's I'm going to end up playing a lot less games there. And it's it's going to be like a big hindrance of to the point where it, it might not even be worth having one. That's the that's the the thing that's coming to my mind cuz if it's going to be these $60 games in order to play it that I can't just rent a game over the weekend um you know and granted that however that impacts the people that make it good or bad it's impacting how I play but there's there's a weird real weird thing in making stuff like that that I it's like okay so like uh what would be a good game um What's the one that's like Grand Theft Auto, but you do crazy stuff like jump Saints off? Saints the- Row. There you go, Saints Row. So something like Saints Row, you know, had come out and it got a lot of stuff, but nobody was willing to pay full price for it because they didn't know. But then when they got it, you know, they got it significantly discounted, and so that, but the company then knew that they had something that had interest. They make another one, and then that's the one that actually um, more people buy. You know that sort of thing that 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 the argument that the music industry or not music industry but the pirates make for stealing music is that you know I steal it today but when I'm older I'll pay. Does um, does what I say make sense? Or am not I that interested? part. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, like, <laughs> I'm that, the one drinking here. I thought.
3: <laughs> oh, I think we're all drinking. <laughs>
1: No, what I'm trying to get at is, like, what I'm trying to understand is, like, what is the price point that would be acceptable to you with the current, like, with these restrictions and rules, you know, if it wasn't sacrificing the quality that you're getting, you know? And that's, I can't seem to get anybody to really answer this question. They all seem disgruntled about, like, the price of the game, but... At the end of the day, like, they can't tell me how much it's actually worth to them. 30 bucks. Except sorry.
3: Well, I, I'll, I'll I'm in that. the same neighborhood, yeah. 30 bucks.
0: I think that, like, uh, a Mass Effect game to me is worth 60. I, I had no reservations about that. Um, so I'll say that. But if it's like a Halo, I would never pay even 30 bucks for one. I don't, not enough. Grand Theft Auto, I'll play if it's. The new one that's coming, if it's any enjoyment like the last one, which I suspect it would be, I'll pay sixty dollars for that. Yeah. Without without a problem. But, but there's very few per year. Yeah, and you know, like uh, Dead Space has been really good to me. So Dead Space Three is is um, I've been meaning to call you, Zach, and find out when we're going to do that. Um, hoping we're going to do that. I gotta go. Gotta go pick that up for sixty bucks.
3: Well, you know, I rented it and couldn't play co-op, so I bought it and.
0: Box will arrive in the mail in three to four days. Oh. <laughs> well then I will get it from a retailer. Probably GameStop so that they can give me a hard time for not having pre ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Oh I see you're you, you have to special again. pink armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Joy. Jackie, what what would you be willing to pay for? Uh, AAA game.
1: Well, I actually don't have a problem paying sixty dollars for a game. Like that doesn't really bother me. And oftentimes, I actually end up buying the collector's edition, or or sometimes what I end up doing is like I end up getting two different versions of the same game. I hate to say it, but I actually do (laughs) do that. Um, so I to me, like that doesn't seem like a. But you know, I I maybe only buy. Like I only buy games from, you know, just a few studios. So Hmm. I'm maybe only buying like three or four games a year, you know, Yeah. depending on what's coming out that year. Um, So for me, it doesn't, that doesn't really bother me, I guess. And I'm also one of the people that I buy all the DLC and yeah, I do that. I'm one of those people.
0: Well, that's good, actually. It's very good. <laughs> I, I'm not one of those people. I could care less about DLC. I want the one experience you made, and after a little bit, I don't care. Like, I love Mass Effect, but I got zero interest in any DLC on it, I, and I don't know why. I See, like,
1: be, I need the DLC you know? for Mass Effect because I need to have every piece of the story possible. Like, I need to have, like, all of Shepard's story.
2: Oh, oh no, don't, I, don't go in anywhere. I haven't played it yet. I
1: need everything. So um that's you know for me like that's part of like kind of fleshing out my character i guess i mean i did the same for dragon age and and dragon age 2 too so i own all the dlc
0: see i love the idea of it i just never engage anything that way and i don't know why
1: well you clearly have a different type of game style that you enjoy right so i really like this like Really deep narrative story RPG, like you get super sucked into it. It's like watching like a hundred hour movie, right? But yep. you're like driving it. But you like stuff that I would never like, like, platformers and other stuff. And I've never really liked those kinds of games. Like those, it's like every once in a while I'll find one that I'm like, oh, this is really fun. But I, I don't really, you know, there's like a bunch of Steam, Steam, um like, indie bundle stuff that I bought on Steam that I played once, and I'm like, eh. And, like, a lot of those games are games that you really like, you know? So, I mean, people have, like, differing tastes about the stuff, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that.
4: Yeah,
0: taste is a good word, because that's, that's how I've described myself, as I'm a game taster. Um, there's those certain games, like Mass Effect, that I consume in the 20 to 30 hours it takes to play. And the reason why I don't go back on the DLC is because, like, that... Burst mode is over, you know. It's like watching the the extra features on DVDs. I just don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care about your stupid extended cut or your d- director's, you know, ex- extra features of stunts or whatever. Generally, You've don't made care. movies. Yeah, but I still don't care about that stuff. <laughs> like the that's never been an upsell for me, I guess. But like games like Mass Effect is one I know that I'm going to engage completely in that and I'm expecting it to be 20, 40 hours on a disc, right? But um, something like Super Meat Boy is... I have i have Super Meat Boy. i played it a bit, but I haven't gotten past the first world, and nor do I care to.
4: But,
0: <laughs> you know, I played it. I got it. I saw what everybody was about. I'm like, yeah, I did this. I could do this for four more hours, I guess, or I could taste a different game and uh, try a different I thing. couldn't
3: stop playing it. I played it, I got angry, and I kept playing it. <laughs> it's the best and it was also very bad.
0: How far did you get though?
3: Boy, uh, 3 or 4 worlds, I don't remember. The the thing is I I can't go on until I've gotten through all the warp zones, which are the hardest, apparently the hardest part of the game. Oh, okay. And it's just infuriating how hard it is. It's it's terrific.
0: I don't typically like um twitch platformers though either. Okay. I don't like I think I should like Fez, but I don't like Fez. I don't like having to jump around things and take so long to get places. I don't know. The only platformer I can think, like, uh, what was that? Um, jumping around Shank. the city, grabbing balls of jump power game. That's the only time I can ever actually think that I enjoyed that Ooh. sort of platforming. Balls of jump power. Grabbing <laughs> balls. Um. You would <laughs> shoot cars, and then you you there was, like, an achievement of harpooning people to a car <laughs> that game?
3: oh oh oh! you're talking 3d um
0: yes yeah sorry crackdown yeah but i mean it, it's got that platformer element of a little bit jump up up buildings in order to get jump power yeah that's it's the only interesting time I, can I think actually... i
3: think of that as more like an exploring game because yeah i i found all the glowy orbs
0: yep that's like i don't know that i that's one of the least attractive things to me in games generally like, I don't care. And then that one game made it worthwhile. I would never look at something in a game and go, ooh, I wonder if I can get up there. Yeah. Until I had a jump orb that, that was there. I'm like, I like well, jumping.
2: <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll say something I noticed that's kind of strange about my consumption is that um, I bought, like, the super expensive collector's edition for Skyrim. But now I don't want to get any DLC until they're all released so I can buy the DLC really cheap. Mm. Which I just really—that's very strange, actually. But I guess maybe I just feel like I put enough money into it that I shouldn't have. You
0: to... know what? I did the same thing with Fallout Three. Oh, yeah? I waited for it to come out on disc, yeah. And then I got them on disc. I only played one or two of them. I—I I got sick of it. But
1: you know, the game that I really love that I never really buy the expansions for is Civilization. Like mm. I love civilization, but then like they always have like all these expansions to the game and then like, you know, user generated modules and whatever, and I never download any of that stuff. I play the vanilla game like over and over and over, but I don't ever
0: you know, so that it... I love that game too. I just can't go and play it cuz it's like 15 hours per run through.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where you're you're like you're like, I just really need to get this need for megalomania out of my system, and I just <laughs> gotta sit down for a day and do
0: it. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. The last time I bought, uh, I bought Civ Five, I think, and uh, I got it. And that first night, I was up until like four in the morning, and I'm like, Oh my god, it's four! And then I, I finished that campaign and it had 25 hours total, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> Loved it, but just could not start again, knowing that I just would never... Oh, I wish I was a kid again, because I loved the First Civilization. I loved that game.
1: Oh, me too. I played that, it
0: so much.
1: I played the hell out of that game.
0: And I know it's this nostalgia thing, but like playing Civ Five it felt a lot different. But I think I just played so much of the First Civilization that
1: well, I think for me, like, I, I kind of go in these different moods. And so if I want to play a shorter game, I just make the world smaller. You know what I mean? So mm. it gets to the point now where sometimes I just need a little fix. And so I'll just play, like, I'll just do a duel with someone with the AI. And it's just, like, me against them. And if I can attack them before they get religion, it's it would be great. <laughs> you okay. know, like, that, that kind of thing. Like, that's... I, I I just changed kind of the the challenges I guess around oh. it instead you know, of it's, trying it's, to it's, like take over the world with my awesome culture. That's,
0: that's <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because even when I was a kid, it was go big or go home. There was no other other way. I'm not gonna play a small world. I don't know. I don't. It's got to be like it's big and as many other races or or whatever that it can be on there. That's the the only way I can do it. I I should force myself to go try a small world interesting anyway
1: yeah chew a small world and then like disable like domination victory
0: okay I'll have to try
4: that
1: yeah or you could just disable everything else but domination that's always fun too
4: <laughs> yeah I guess well when
0: I was a kid my goal was always to get to space that's that was always my goal I didn't care about beating them but in fact I usually <laughs> didn't want to beat them with war because I wanted to get the space.
1: I was like that too with the first couple of civs. And then when they introduced like the cultural thing, um, especially in Civ four with like, where you had like the heroes that could like do the like culture bombs and stuff. Um, <laughs> like then cultural victory became my favorite victory. So I didn't really want to go to war with people. I just wanted to like take over their cities with my awesome influence. So
0: you just want to throw Elvises at him all the time.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dropping the Nola Gay is just a really uh, good singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Justin Bieber bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Bieber bomb.
1: That's what they should put in the game.
2: Everybody dies of beaver fever.
0: You got to be really yeah. careful, yeah, because it could totally go wrong on you.
2: bunch of divas running around freaking out on you
1: oh my god could you imagine if Civ had like TMZ or like (laughs) like in had memes like yeah (laughs) it could be like your like building like TMZ would be and the paparazzi would be like your it would be like a wonder of the world kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it actually, like, gives you negative culture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, there's a game there somewhere. There is. By the way, this is complete tangent, but it popped into my mind. I was going to ask you guys. Do you, do you have any feelings on the, uh, the dissolution of X-Play and Attack of the Show? Don't have cable.
4: Oh.
0: um, uh, attack of the show. Like I, I actually used to enjoy the first 15 minutes of it, but I have been mm-hmm. without G4 for a couple of years now because, oh, okay. um, switched carriers. I, the, 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 I'm sort of bummed, I guess. I don't know. I guess I really don't care. Like the X play thing. I always had a problem with because like I would record it and then it was just too much. Like, too much fluff and gunk for every day mm. when you could get you know all that you cared about in a general news cycle out on the computer in a few minutes and get right to what you wanted versus having a show that did didn't really add a whole lot to it like it was it was best when it was you know E3 or you know that sort mm, of sure. thing and it, or when like a game was being released and they'd have like one of the developers or somebody important on you know sure sure. but on just your average day i just didn't never cared okay did what how how did how about you what do you think oh i uh
2: you know i i I found them entertaining i think i kind of experienced what you experienced too um but i I guess i i became i i didn't really watch attack of the show very much but i liked x play um although i admit I did a fair bit of fast forwarding too.
0: Um, you know, thinking about it now, because I do like a lot of, I'll sit on the couch and watch television, but it turns out I'm not. I'm playing a game, but more, most likely with the laptop in my lap, I'm programming or something of sure, that Or, sure. you know, internet stuff. Um, Attack of the Show would be a perfect show to have on in that background now. That's true. Um, That's true. So I don't know if you were like, when I was doing it, I didn't have laptops. And it, when I was watching X-Play, it would literally record and then I'd try to watch it that same day. And that literal just watch TV mode, oh, okay, which I've okay. found isn't worth it on any show really.
2: <laughs> sure.
0: Except uh, burn notice. <laughs> no, I'm, keep, I'm kidding.
2: But uh, watched that I'm whole just... show without <laughs> really
0: watching that show.
2: I am kind of sad that the, the surviving last surviving shows of sort of, game journalism on TV are gone. Yeah, but
0: you've got to put that into the perspective of G4, though, too, because G4 has choked themselves with what they've done. Like they've, yeah. They've, oh, yeah. They've not managed well with what they were, they've were. they done with that channel and everything. So true. But true. I, I feel the same way for the sci-fi channel, too. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I do 100% agree with it's too bad that there's not a good outlet for a tech show... Or a gamer show. Like, I thought Attack of the Show did a really good job of blending both of those things. Mm-hmm. Because it was... Like, it wasn't games all the time, but when there was interesting, it was on there, you know?
2: Sure, sure. But... I, mean, I remember back in the days when it was tech TV and people were calling up problems with their computers, yeah. trying to solve that.
0: Yeah, I listened to... That's Leo Laporte. I listened to his yeah. his podcast. Podcast. He's on the all day, every day, but... Listen to the this weekend tech, where it's just one three hour blast a week.
1: You know, it'd be awesome. Would be like having a gamer radio show, kind of like Art Bell's, like Coast to Coast AM, like, but it would be like nerdy, geeky gamer stuff, like all night and conspiracy theories. That would be
2: fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would that would be fun. Um, game on was one on the twit network i'm not sure if it's on now or it stopped but there was like i mean that's a i know what you mean there's a lot of them out there but the little like they're tiny little ponds i guess so should we touch on ces a little bit there was something that i thought was interesting the microsoft illumina room thing oh like the cave in your house
3: yeah for all the people that are wowed by it um you, you can just Google for uh, um, video mapping and VJ, as in video DJ. And um, there's even neater stuff that's been going around for for a few years. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why I got so much press, other than there wasn't anything else to publish in the game outlets.
2: That sounds disturbingly like Fahrenheit 451 to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there was, there was that, and there was the fork that lets you know when you're eating too fast. Isn't that? Otherwise, at <laughs> CES.
3: Yeah, there wasn't much there. <laughs> the
2: fork that let you. Oh, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The big $200 to be insulted by an overpriced I was, fork. Yeah.
0: I think it was $60, and it would let you know if you're eating too oh, fast. Word. Well, that's the totally best, different. I'll buy one. The best commentary <laughs> was because it was. I didn't find that story uniquely interesting at all. Like, the invention, I got it. Don't need to read it. A dozen times across sites, but somebody was talking to where the news became the news. You know? So then the fact that news outlets were all talking about this fork was what the news was <laughs> about. And the best thing was somebody in their article had said, this is the dumbest thing. You just get two <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: You don't fast. <need> <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> he was specifically saying that like Duh! Don't even get one. It
4: was just, it was great.
0: Anyway, <laughs> that was hilarious. But that's that's like the only stuff I really know how to CES, and I listened to the Leo Laporte CES after breakdown thing. Well, I guess there was that in the the uh, Nvidia stick thing. But yeah,
3: the only other thing um, that I got out of it was um, there's about three three or four companies kind of competing to be the first first one to get their hardware integrated into a phone or something for eye tracking. Um, and, uh, that, that's just such a young technology
0: that it's, uh, it's going to be a
3: few years before anybody cares at all. In the general eye population, eye tracking, tracking.
0: like yeah. eyeball tracking. Yep. Why, why would that be a big deal on the phone? Um,
3: it's, uh, it's, as a general purpose input, it's just so, so fast. Um, and and there's a lot of different uses for it, but we're not used to kind of any of the input conventions that that would, you know, the shape that would take.
0: Well, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, like the f- reason I think about it is all the, at all is like every laptop in the last how much is that webcam built in right on the frame yep. that's looking at you and all the time. And almost
3: every one of the hardware uh, solutions is just putting a little infrared projector down at the bottom of your screen to go with that. And it uh, looks at the glint coming off your eyeball to see where you're. Um, what direction you're looking.
0: But you're talking about on phones?
3: Uh, phones or laptops.
0: Um, okay, so laptop, that, that was my thing, is, like, you had put it in the phone context. I was like, why isn't it there on laptops? Because laptops
3: has... are 400 to $200,
0: <laughs> and phones are still 600 <laughs> Right, but, I mean, the point being, like, the, and it, and it's just a first question, because I think it's a great, like, it'd be super interesting. I'd love to to see how that, like, looking at my computer monitor with eye tracking would be an interesting input. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just wondering about like, why don't I see that on desktop already or something and why I jump just right to phone. But
3: yeah. Oh knows? yeah. No, it's just more of the, what, what's or hot right now. Where Where's the money yep. going? Um, the, the live demo I was impressed with was running on a, uh, an Android tablet because they could, you know, load the driver on there and just use the USB port yep. for their little infrared dongle.
0: Yeah, interesting. I wonder, like, how... <laughs> it's that, what's that, is it the Leap Motion? Is that what that thing is called?
3: Yep, the Finger Tracker.
0: That I was, like, thought it was super cool when I saw it first, and I almost bought one, and then I started... I still <laughs> cannot think, since the year I've known about it, a reason to have that be good. Yep. Like, to be any use like anything so you put it in front of your monitor and you don't touch your monitor (laughs) (laughs) it gives you input i'm like i'm still not quite getting it like why not get a touch monitor maybe somebody can i don't know i still think it's neat don't get me wrong i think it's really neat but i'm trying to think of a reason why it would be
3: it's gonna it's gonna take somebody like apple uh to integrate it and show you why it's great and
0: then like Leap enough Ocean is great. Or are you talking about like the eye tracking
3: either one? Um, and then there'll be enough devices out there that people bother to write software
0: for it. Yeah. But I mean, well, Apple is one of those companies they have a lot of these weird things like their strange mouse that is touch weirdy, you know, things like this that, you know, they're really neat, but they just don't work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, I'm just wondering the same thing with eye tracking is what, useful input could you get out of you yep. know tracking my eyes other than yep. speed or something like from a gameplay standpoint if you're looking to the corner to turn you know that sort of stuff i think could be really interesting or tracking to see what i'm looking at just from a statistics or learning standpoint
3: i think it's more like that i have trouble thinking of use cases for games other than I hey let's do the depth of field correctly instead of randomly on the crosshair that's the only use case for games
2: well, it, it could be huge for, like, um, disabled people, though.
3: Yeah, it already is. It already is. Yeah. Uh, oh. they, that, that's who they feature in their videos.
2: Oh,
0: okay.
3: Um, similar to, um, you know, kind of having touch input for blind people. Gotcha.
0: Speaking of which, I thought that was really smart of, of census. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome way to kind of go about that. It, it's so newsworthy and interesting versus just a touch thing on your phone. Yeah. I thought know, that was super smart. They handle it well, too. Yeah. All right. Well, even though we wrapped up like 20 minutes ago.
3: We're totally wrapped now.
0: Totally. Wrap, wrap it up. Oh, my God. That's going to be the... Every time. It's, the, yep. it's our sign-off. Yep. Gotta find <laughs> please, to,
1: please don't make that our sign-off every time. We're
4: gonna, we have to find somebody <laughs> You to blame have, that
2: you, on you. You, 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 have, you haven't listened to our podcasts, have you? That has been our... Uh, the, the, the play-out music for the past eight podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. It has been. But um, it could have been.
0: <laughs> it could have been. I, I got a call out to the band to see if we can get the rights. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair Use is 30, 30 seconds of any song. Really? Fair use. Yeah. I learned wow. that today on Twitter. Because there was actually a... Um, some friends of mine um, did a panel about podcasting this morning and um, that was one of the tweets about so fair use is 30 seconds of any song
0: go crazy that sounds way too long do you have to give credit and stuff though in one way or another or not is it just go right ahead
1: there's only 140 characters so I don't have the answer for you Ryan
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so this is just in podcasting or radio or what? Do you know?
1: Well, the panel was specifically about podcasting. Okay. So I'm assuming it probably is a carryover from radio.
0: Okay. Well, like uh, if, if you make a movie and you want to put uh, the happy birthday song in it, do you know how much it'll cost you? Oh, God, it's a lot. Ten grand, no matter what. 10 grand they charge you if you do the Happy birthday, duh, duh, et cetera, which I probably have just violated. Yeah, we uh, I think that's insane.
2: Well, did you hear that there's the um, some patent trolls out right now trying to that have attacked podcasts? Just
0: yeah, oh, uh, I'm I don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast before or not, but um, battery powered games. Um, oh yeah, that's right. They got patent trolled for an application that has a button that does something. <laughs> they got sued for that. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: That's crappy.
0: Yeah, technically it was uh It's something super generic, but sort of specific. That was like a button that opens up a service in which things can be purchased at. <laughs> right, which his game didn't even do, but. His other games might have, I suppose, but yeah, they, they demanded 1% of profits or something like that. 0.1%. I can't remember what, but it's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. The whole, like, I mean, on one hand, like, I, you know, intellectual property and like having a consistent set of laws to deal with intellectual property is a good thing and it's you know part of like a important stable economy right but then there are jerks that do crap like that that patent stuff that should not be patented And they managed to get like a process patent or whatever on it. And then, you know, every, like the only people who win in this situation are like attorneys at giant firms. Mm -hmm. Like these are the only winners here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be scary
2: for a couple of years, I think.
0: I think it destroys innovation in general. Oh gosh. Yeah, terribly. Like, um,. Oh gosh, there was some company that just got sued out of existence that was doing something pretty neat, and they waited until they were ready to like go, and then they did it. You know, they let them build up enough that they become either, or you know, they either make make it or break it, and mm-hmm. that's when they that's when the trolls troll. So I
4: don't know. I yeah, don't I actually
1: I actually ran into a patent you know when doing the research for Happy Match from a from a company that isn't doing consumer facing stuff, but they're analyzing data and creating like a taxonomy of terms and whatever. And they're mapping it to sales. Like, so they can give um, recommendations to like EA or Activision or whatever saying like, you know, if you put these mechanics in your game there's a good probability that you'll be able to make, you know, this mo- money off the game or whatever based on like popularity and sales and whatever mm-hmm. which is cool but like why patent that so now now what I would be doing with happy match like it would it could possibly infringe on that even though I'm not mapping like the game mechanics to sales data but I'm might be like kind of skirting yeah, you know, whatever they're doing, and so that was another yeah. kind of, like, oh man, I you know, I don't have the budget to like fight this.
4: <laughs> and the th- <laughs> like, yeah. funny
0: thing for that one patent you found, there's three or four others like it that say the exact same thing, just in a different way. It's, ah, it's so yeah. weird. That's how that's the whole like, um, you know, Google and Apple thing where they just buy up yeah uh, patents because then they have an arsenal of weapons. And they all—they're very similar in so many ways that you sue me for this infringement, I'll sue you for the same infringement with the patent I have. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, they can afford to do that because I mean that—that's what they do, you know. But like someone like me can't afford to. Because what I could do to to fight that would be like I would patent something layered off of their patent, right? Right. But then I need to like outlay like forty thousand dollars in order to do that. And that's before, you know, I even put anything in the market. And that's, right. no, never that's ridiculous, you know? Yeah,
0: that's why I was saying that I think it just destroys innovation. Is that yeah. things like touch to... You swipe to unlock is patented. That's why you see that yeah. on Apple devices and nowhere else. Because it's patented and they'll sue you if you do it. Because they had the brilliant idea to drag your finger across a trusted interface in order to, to do something. It's... I... I Agree and disagree in certain ways. Like I just like first to mark or first to whatever. Like maybe there should be a okay, great that patent stands for two years, but then after that, it's kind of open. I I don't know. I don't know a good way, but I'm wondering.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's but seeing it, is, it like, is tricky.
0: Seeing somebody like battery powered games get sued, who was just a little, you know, one person company with a contractor at the time. For, yeah. for having a button, and you know yeah. they were they were one of fifteen or twenty companies in the lawsuit. It was it was asinine. Yeah. What do they actually expect to get out of that? And, and the unfortunate thing too is all they had to do was throw the name of another company on there because they already did all the work, you know. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Sure, sure. And true or not, which in the case of you know, I don't know the whole details of it, but if you still would have to fight it even if it didn't really truly apply to you
1: it's a mess man it's just a mess
0: i you <laughs> talking about that that's it let's close it this is All right. this has been the, <laughs> the december january february version of the igda twin cities podcast it's episode think of it as like a,
1: a double podcast right yeah. like it's like a double issue
2: it's
0: like doublement
1: Right.
0: Like twice the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two drinks instead of one. It's happy hour. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, happy podcast.
2: It's Red Bull and Depends. <laughs> it's just the best of both worlds. <laughs> Okay, sorry. World story is Red Bull. That's my heaven. I don't know. You have yours. Never having to walk to the
4: bathroom again or sleep, but having the energy—so much energy. That's
0: a wrap. <laughs> um, nice to have you back, Jackie.
1: yeah it's great to be back. Yeah. For however long I end up back. Yeah. Maybe when I move I can I can still podcast with you guys about stuff when going we... on in the valley, maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Keep your ear to the grindstone.
1: No, that would be painful.
2: Nose the grindstone? <laughs> that's what that's what uh us and Goodwill hunting. That's what Ben Affleck's character says when he's a retainer.
3: Retainer. Okay. Yeah, we had uh, Code Hero on the list. What? Uh, what's their latest debacle?
0: What's that? Code Hero? Yeah. Um, Basically that they can't afford to make the game.
3: Well, yeah. They were making the game that teaches you to program by shooting.
0: But, I mean, it's like one of those Kickstarter success stories, but it wasn't managed well, and it's not going to come. So all those people that... It's sort of like, it's the start of that.
3: Oh, of the the bad PR wave?
0: Yeah, of the things that people paid for in Kickstarter and they're not getting, because they they think it's like a buy in advance thing versus a... Yeah. And that's honestly what a majority of it is, but I don't think a lot of people understand the risk. I've heard of one
3: or two other previous ones, but not nearly that big.
0: Yeah, I mean... I've I've done a number of Kickstarters and I probably would have done Code Hero had I known about it, but at the time, but I I had seen it. I didn't know it was on Kickstarter. That's the thing.
3: I guess it's not that bad. This says it's 170k.
0: That's how much they got.
3: Yeah, so that's not. I mean, that's a lot, but that's not
0: in in the in lot. the gaming space. It is newsworthy because um, it's starting to get a a, a ruckus. Yeah, Or at least I had heard wind of it, you know, out of whatever. Yeah, it's
3: a neat idea, even though it's impossible.
0: <laughs>
3: I want the video game that makes me skinny without me <laughs> moving around.
1: Yeah, you and everyone else <laughs> on the earth.
3: I'll all, fund it. Like,
1: that—that <laughs> that is the future, right? Yep. Totally. That would, yeah, I would buy that. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's crazy. I don't know. I'm sorry. I was looking at this Code Hero thing, and it's showing, like, things you would do. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of the risk with, like, any kind of investing, right? So, I mean, that's – it's going to happen. Like, yeah, there's going right. to be projects that aren't going to succeed. Like, even really big ones, even really big ones with, like, um, you know, big names behind them and stuff.
0: It's, it it makes me think of the difference between will and should, like on, on, when it comes to like, you can get into a huge argument about something when you phrase something as it will or it should, you know, and I'm wondering if like this Kickstarter thing is to an audience that's just not quite understanding the risky nature of it or something, and perhaps their phrasing of things is enough for legal action, I don't know, that's, The the other sucky thing of it is, is, you know, this is not one of those things. This is like, I think, best intention things. And the guy doing it or gal or people, um, they don't, who knows if that, what sort of experience they had with getting this sort of thing. And then, yeah, I I don't believe they mismanaged or I don't even know. I don't believe they thought it was impossible.
3: So it's a good idea. They were just all excited and didn't want to get a job.
0: I see that's me thinking is like you could do this. It's just how do you it doesn't have to be good, <laughs> right? Oh, especially yeah. if it's a teaching tool. Yes yeah, Um suppose. You just have to figure out a way to limit it. 'Cause what the first time I saw it, I was like, Well, just why would you even I'm just gonna put infinite damage on my weapon and I can teleport wherever I want. Like I can make this game super not fun right away. It all depends on how that stuff is and I don't know. Granted I know it's more complicated or whatever. but Like, I think that one of those code creeps, oh, maybe they should add code creep into their game. (laughs) I think that's why
3: uh, Kickstarter moved to clamp down so fast and make sure you have a functional prototype and that kind of stuff. It's really going to limit how much software gets sold out of there.
1: I don't know. I think there's still going to be plenty of stuff that Shows up on here. I mean, Kickstarter is not—it's not really that well known. I run into people all the time, and they're like, "Kick what?" I don't even <laughs> know what that is. Like, and just the whole concept. And there's more than just games on Kickstarter. You know, there's a lot of different yeah. kinds of projects on Kickstarter. And so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's—that's that's the risk with like any kind of, you know, blind investment. And the fact of the matter that people even give complete strangers money and it's not even like an equity investment or anything. Like the only thing you're potentially getting is maybe like a sticker or whatever. If you're just tossing in a dollar or you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there are people that will do, you know, I want the thing, you know, and I will pay for the thing, but there's a lot of people who don't even put in that much. I mean, if you look at the code hero thing, like most of the people are in this like $1 and $13 bracket.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: everybody else, I mean, there's like the big, the big dollars is very few people. Yeah. So, I mean, how angry can you get over the fact that like you lost 13 bucks?
3: Depends if it's a slow news day or not. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I just got a uh, check from somebody for a class action lawsuit of like two dollars because <laughs> because they may have looked at my pictures online or something <laughs> well, totally worth it well we have to do the official we didn't actually say goodbye did we uh hey thanks for listening all right i'm leaving <laughs>
4: good night yeah. have a good day people yeah okay. all right.
2: take care bye, bye.
4: Hello? Hey. Hi.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I have a dog and a husband, so that's, we can pretty much go wherever as long as they allow Those dogs.
2: S- separate entity <laughs> and separate entities. Just, note, just noting.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: That,
3: that was weak.
1: <laughs> I'm not married to my dog. I don't think that's
4: actually legal.
2: And then there's that work thing. Oh, yeah, I do have a day job that's the worst Uh, not for long i don't know anything i just
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow that's a little scary (laughs) you haven't been reading the news lately have you
2: we didn't actually say goodbye did we Ah.
0: hey thanks for listening
4: (laughs) (laughs) and peace out